Well, first on BBC Two, giant green maggots and a fluorescent festering slime. Is there a doctor in the house? Two. Watch who? Hello. Hello. And welcome to To Watch Who, a Doctor Who podcast. I'm Mark. I'm Sarah. And I'm a Doctor Who fan. And I'm new to watching Who. Yep, watching for the very first time. Very first time. And you join us. We're at the Nut Hutch. We're in Wales. We are in Wales. <laughs> Wales. We are literally in Wales, yeah. Do you know what? I got really excited in this episode when they referenced Cardiff. We'll get some supplies in Cardiff, and then I was like, ah, that's, yeah, that's us. I got excited when they said Newport, yeah. <laughs> yeah, the Green Death this week. The Green Death. But before we start, I do have an update. Oh. Okay, so I don't know if you've seen. So our Carnival of Monsters episode went out this week. Yeah, so I need to explain something to you. So drashings, but many people pointed this out. On the day of release. Drashing, I call them drashings. D-R-A-S-H-I-N-G. Yeah. They're not, apparently. Oh, what are they? They are drash... This is totally new information to me. I I just never realised. Hang on. Come on, get it right. Hold on. Drashigs. D-R-A-S-I-G-S. D-R-A... D-R-A-S-H-I-G-S. Drashigs. 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 So I apologise. This is a Drashig apology, everybody. I will never forget that. Thank you, everyone. This is another Errol Flynn moment. I mean, when you get... (laughs) I mean, when we get it wrong, well, when I get it wrong, people let us know. So thanks. (laughs) But surely, how did they say it on TV? Drashig. If you say it quick, Drashig. Drashing. Maybe I've just always heard it wrong. Maybe. There's a clip on Facebook, or maybe it's on Twitter, actually, that's doing the rounds at the minute, where when you hear it, it sounds like someone... Oh, no, I'll tell you what it is. <laughs> I can't believe I'm telling this story. This is really bad. Really bad language alert, everyone. So it sounds like in The Sound of Music, <laughs> when so Maria's in like the chapel, she's with this... Um, mother woman i've forgotten her name and she says something she says something like i can't remember what she says but basically it sounds like she says cunt face (laughs) she obviously doesn't but because she says it so fast what is it you can't face can't face can't face can't face okay well there we are that's a way to start the episode you're visiting the nut hutch via video link yeah we are separate today well it's normally because i Work not far from Mark's place. So normally I go to Mark's after work, COVID update. We are in level two. So we're back to work from home and it's wet and it's January and I didn't want to walk over to Mark's. So Fair there we go. <laughs> and so we have watched this completely separately. So I'm very excited to see what you think about this one. So this one, I really enjoyed this. I didn't used to when I was young, when I first, because it was one of these repeats in the 90s. And I always found it really boring, but I really, really love this one now. I've sort of grown into this one. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe it's because you're in Wales, like, you know. 
Oh, could be. Yeah, that sounded very Newcastle. <laughs> My Welsh goes Newcastle when I really try and lay it on. <laughs> we did. We have done this before, haven't we? We've tried our accents. Hello. No. <laughs> anyway. Um. Pam. Oh. Okay. That's all I've got. Okay. Okay. I'm well, doing some Gavin and Stacey there. Pam, there's too much going on here. There we are. Anyway, it's a six-parter, so let's just start going through the story and uh, we'll pick up as, as we go along. So I. <laughs> Sorry. Why I, man? So we start off in, as I say, in Wales, in the coal mine. Uh, very exciting. And I always thought this was filmed. You know, there's the big pit near Cardiff. Is that a coal place? Is it, yeah, it's Swansea Way, isn't it? It's called the big pit, yeah. I always thought it was filmed there, and it's not. The Blu-ray, season 10 Blu-ray, has told me that it wasn't filmed there. Have you been to the Big Pit? No. Have you ever been down a coal mine? Yes. Yeah, I have. Yes. I don't know where this so maybe happened to the Big Pit. I was really young. I was, like, really little. So, oh, I need to show you the photo of me down there. I went on a school trip. Of course you did. So in primary school, we had a week away in Wales. Oh, that's interesting. Our week away was like half an hour down the road at a camping place. So we went to Saundersfoot, which is a really nice place in Wales. But on the way, I remember we stopped off and went down a coal mine. That's so, yeah. And watching this at the beginning, you know, where the guy, he goes in, he goes going down the lift and everything. I know it's like partly filmed there and then partly blue screened. But with that, Going across, you know, the cage thing going across, it was exactly that. We had the the hat with the light on and we all got in and we all went down the thing. And oh, remember, little Mark going down a coal yeah. mine. And Ross was there and Katrina and all that lot. <laughs> yeah, when we went down and he was like, right, turn everyone turn your lights off. And yeah, obviously it's pitch black. There's no green glow down here. Yeah, it was it was a really good experience. I really I would go down a coal mine again, definitely. Have a look round. We did mining, like so. We went in oh caves. God, we went in caves and stalactites and stalagmites and all that sort of stuff. Because I definitely have been down a mine. I just don't remember much of it. Mm. Not like you. I can remember it as if it was yesterday. <laughs> I will show you the photos. I'll post them up. There's a picture of all of us. They did that sort of photo where you could. You've got your your little pickaxes and they did it you know where it comes out cpr as if you've been <laughs> anyway um back to the green death we haven't even started yet so whales coal mine uh and then you have um oh the guy's got a green sort of glow on him and everything so um what are you thinking are you what's going on in your head i was like that's unusual <laughs> i mean like look i there's not really much more to think. You just want, uh, it, we're 10 seasons in for me now. So these sorts of things happen every week, literally. Okay, okay, okay. Start again. We're back on Earth. I know that was a nice surprise. That was a nice surprise because I thought we'd be off somewhere else. I thought that they'd, and it was nice to see Unit again. It was nice to see the Brigadier. And actually, as it's worked this season, it's been a nice balance, I think, because. They've been involved now. Like whenever it's an earth thing and they're there and it was nice. I, I enjoyed having them there compared to like previous seasons where I've been like, Ugh, it's all just the same. So, yeah. And it's a really good opening scene with the Doctor and Joe there because that 
chemistry is so amazing. They're so relaxed and she's eating the apple and they're chatting. It's almost like she has her leaving scene there because he wants to go off to Metaphilus 3 and she's reading the paper and suddenly, I don't know where Joe got this sort of eco thing from. It fits with her character though. Already? Oh dear. Doctor, I mean it. I'm going to go to South Wales because they have got to be stopped. Who's got to be stopped? Well, Global Chemicals, of course. But suddenly, she wants to drop everything and go. Did you get that feeling that she was? this was her last story? I messaged you. I said to you, I sent you a text and said, I think Joe's leaving. Which is ironic because last week I was saying, I don't know what it would be. I don't know what it'll, moment will be where she'll go. Obviously not knowing what was coming up. It was when she said that this guy reminded her of the Doctor, and I went, she's got him. <laughs> I thought like then, I was like, she's gone. This is her last story. That is the thing that would like make her decide, yeah, yeah, I'm going. And I, th- I feel like the Doctor in this is a bit, he just really wants to go to Metaphysics 3. He's not interested in any of the stuff. I feel like it's a little bit out of character. He's like, well, why do you want to go? Like, why don't you want to come with me? And it's a, it's a bit of an awkward moment. It's a bit... Well, I think it works, actually, because the one thing I think... it Look, thinking about it now, looking back, it had to be someone on Earth because she's had now, what, two proposals in space? <laughs> Probably more than that. I think, well, okay, definitely King Peloton. <laughs> Peloton, yeah. Peloton. <laughs> That's a bike. That's cycling. <laughs> <laughs> King Peloton. <Tim>. Yeah. <laughs> uh, him. And um last week, I don't remember his name, but uh Lart- uh I want to say Lartep. I haven't got a clue. I thought King Peloton's <laughs> <laughs> But she said those two. And for her, she always wanted to go back home. She was always like, let's go back home. So thinking about it now, it had to be someone from home that was going to be like the thing to take Joe away from all this. And you're right, it does fit in with her character that she, I don't know, she's always been, I mean, she's obviously been interested enough to like join UNO and all that, but like, I think those sorts of things have always kind of interested her. She can sort of, you know, she's that sort of character. And I think, yeah, it's, it is interesting. It's a home thing that like, whereas he is the one that just wants to go off and explore. He's got his freedom again. And Joe's quite happy being on earth. And because of that, so the doctor's off and you see him go to Metabolus 3 and there's all those different things that happen to him and the blue and everything. So he's sort of out of the story at the very beginning and Joe goes to, is it whole wheel or the nut touch? Uh, she's got all her stuff and everything. Brigadier drives her down. Yeah. <laughs> I thought that was all nice. I liked all that. And actually, I did quite like the doctor. It kind of set up this idea, like the doctor going off, doing his own thing. And then we see on Earth, like the Brigadier and Joe, and they're like doing their Earth thing. And I quite like that because we've not had that before. We've never had like our space doctor and, but our Earth beings being earthly <laughs> <laughs> if you compare her to when she first started as that assistant and now she she's off she's having her own adventure on her own and she meets cliff it's like a, a, 
a rom-com meet cute, isn't it? Where she doesn't realise it's him and she knocks the stuff over. And Classic, all... which is what she did with the Doctor. Yes, yes, exactly. So it's it's so funny. And Cliff's great. I'm showing that photo. I can po- finally fo- post that photo of me, Joe and Cliff. I am their son. It's the best picture ever. I love that picture so much. Like sometimes I just point and laugh at it and now we have more context to it. So it's me and Katie Manning and Stuart Bevan, everybody. And Stuart Bevan has sort of got his head on my shoulder. (laughs) It looks like a family portrait. I need to put it up. But It's like Mark's their grandson or something like that. Or like their child. And they're like, oh, here we all are. It's way pre-COVID. Oh, so that was one of the early conventions. Um, and so that photo, so yeah, it was Katie Manning and Stuart Bevan, they were there, and you could you queue up and you chose if you just wanted Katie Manning on her own or with Stuart Bevan as well. And I said just Katie, because I wasn't really bothered about him. And anyway, something happened. I was trying to pay by card instead of cash or something. Anyway, and there was a hold up. So there's Katie and Stuart in the they're just chatting, messing around in the photo-y bit and they're trying to sort out my card and then the guy was like look just go and have your have your photo done and we'll sort it out later and everything so they'd been waiting a little while because i'd like held everything up so when i got there obviously they like he was there and she was like sorting out my she was touching my hair she was sorting out my shirt and then he was brushing me down and everything and then he just sort of they didn't say it was just yeah I didn't really mind and then he just put his head on my shoulder and they were like oh sort of had this sort of group hug thing together it was just oh it was so good I love that picture I love that picture so um and he he's really great that and squash face mark were both my backgrounds for a while So squash mark, that was an early one. And this where it looks like you. And I remember you sending it me and I just burst out. I could not stop laughing at it because Mark had this. I mean, it was, this is before we started doing the podcast. So before I was watching them, Mark would just send me all these pictures from conventions. And I'm like, I don't know who these people are. We see now slowly. That's part of the thing going through it. Slowly, you're going to know who they all are. So finally, that picture that you see. You now know that's Joe and Cliff. Um, <laughs> and it's so funny, me watching this in 1994 on TV, I've never even dreamed that I'd be there in the middle of Joe and Cliff having a family photo. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? <laughs> you have um, unit investigating global chemicals. So you've got the sort of the hippies and the, you know, all that and the and the global and, and everything. And, and the global. And the global stuff and the chemical stuff, the global chemical stuff. It's very, I mean, people are like, oh, it's, it's, you know, it's quite forward thinking and it's quite, you know, for the 70s, I think people, some people would be aware of this kind of thing, but it's often sort of spoken about as if it's like, oh, bringing these issues to the front. And we've had that throughout the 70s, haven't we? And this is the, this is the prime example of that, of environmentalism. And because Cliff is talking about um, sort of like corn and stuff like that. And I suppose they didn't, that wasn't a thing back then, really. It was, you know. So interesting. In our current environment in the world, we're very like conscious of these sorts of things, you know. I'm sure we're recording in January, people are doing veganuary and stuff like that. So it's so interesting watching this in the 70s and these sorts of things that actually even nowadays people talk about wanting to achieve and do and how we can save the planet, all that sort of stuff. I thought it was gonna be an environmental one. It's not as environmental as 
I mean, it's about some maggots in it. Do you know what I mean? It's a story with maggots. But it is environmental. It's the most environmental Doctor Who story, I would say. But I thought it was going to be more around, like, a pollution thing. And these guys are, like, trying to come up with some sort of new concept. And that, and it kind of does, but it's basically, it's it's maggots. Yeah, but it's it's from the pollution. It's this chemical waste is being disperse into nature and it's creating these things it's not like they're aliens oh come down. See, now, there you know? we go. i thought they were aliens wow i'm shocked okay no so- i thought that boss the computer was like some sort of alien thing who is the same voice as the master so for a while i thought it was going to be the master his voice is very master like no i don't think it is listen back and like some of it it's the same like nuances and tone as the master for for a while, I thought like it was clips of the master that like his audio or something, and then obviously it became apparent it wasn't. But so I thought it was going to be like because obviously now you've told me that he died, so he's not back. This was his, a, a a middle way of him being in when they like when it was like. But so I thought that was some sort of like space alieny thing, kind of like we've had before. Do you remember when we had the BT tower and it was a computer? Very similar, yes. Yeah. yeah. So I thought it was something like that, and that was trying to spread this stuff to make the big maggots. So it was all alieny. I thought it was. My bad. No, but Votan in the War Machines that was man-made. That wasn't alien. That was just a computer that got out of hand. And that's like this. This is Boss that is just. I think. Oh God, here we go. Um, that Boss has been created just to get these sales and get the chemicals and get the. Um, it's like a it's not alien it's just this computer that's got out of hand that will do anything to get the results that it wants and the result that it has done is put all this pollution down it's all this chemical waste and that it's like you know you see it on Facebook and stuff and I never know if it's real you know when they're like oh they found this giant rat in the underground and it's like mutated do you think they're real? I thought you were going to tell me about your jumper again what jumper? The jumper you bought off Facebook. Oh, no. Oh, God. Let's not go into that. Um, no, this is rats. Um, <laughs> you know, when you see, like, all oh, this mutated rat. I bet there are mutated rats and stuff down there. I've never seen that. Sorry. It's, thing. it's like an urban myth. You Why know, do like you get giant... this stuff? Like, you get mutated rats and dog with no face. <laughs> it's just my algorithm, I suppose. It must be. I don't get that. I get... Cloves, dog cartoons, and cat cartoons. <laughs> Mark gets mutated. <laughs> but, but no, I think you know. There's something to it. There's something in it. And these maggots are, yeah, it's pollution. It is in the environment. It's nothing alien. That's what makes it stand out. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think that like, I just got a bit confused with that line. Okay, okay. that's my bad. Well, so we have um. Joe ends up going down the mine in episode one with Bert, very Welsh Bert. Very Welsh Bert. I really loved all the Welshness of this. <laughs> it was so Welsh. The last Welsh person that we had was with, oh, what were they called? Ice Warriors. No, the Yeti in the Underground. Yeti. I always make some Ice Warriors and Yeti. Yeti in the Underground, and he was that car guy, wasn't he? And... He was always like, oh, no, don't want to do that. And you hated him. So it's really nice to see, like, I don't know, something Welsh, Welsh voices and accents in, like, 
a really positive way. Yay! Well, yeah, I've written it. So Joe and Bert adventures in the mine. Off they go. Oh, it's I could, I could watch a whole story of just Joe and Bert investigating mines. It's yeah, great. they got on so well. Oh yeah, it was great. I loved that. And they look after each other. And meanwhile, you've got global chemicals sabotaging because the lift is broken, so they won't give up the equipment. That's when Cliff and the Doctor meet, and they work together. They meet and and get on, and they do that um, that smallest demonstration ever to distract the uh, the guards. They were like outside. Doesn't take much, apparently. Oh, the Doctor breaking in with a cherry picker. He always has to have an action, and that's his chance to have a fight with the security guards to get the equipment. So, okay, in terms of story, not it's progressing quite slowly, but it doesn't matter because actually it's quite it's interesting. I'm the more I watch it, the more I'm interested in the themes of it because I think when I watched it when I was young, okay, yeah, you've got the mining, you've got the maggots and stuff, but it was all that sort of grey global chemical scenes of just people talking in offices for quite a lot. I think that's what didn't really capture my imagination, but I appreciate that now. I get into those characters a bit more now. And I th- I think as well, it, it is quite varied. We meet a lot of characters. This story, its main setup is for Joe to leave. So you really need those that character time and that time for the audience to believe that she is going to stay and she is happy to leave. So it's really important to have all that. And I liked it. I liked that sort of, that scene with Cliff and her and... You know, his sort of, you start to see just scenes with him and then his concern. You never really get that. Normally, when you have other characters, they're either the baddies, so you're seeing them, or they're with our characters, you know? But it's really nice to see just those scenes where you sort of see Cliff like, oh, where's Draw gone? And all that, you know, she's gone down the mine. Down he goes. Well, um, poor Bert. Bert touches the green. The first rule is if it's green, don't touch it. So then Joe has to leave Bert off. And that's when we see the maggots at the end of part two. The doctor goes down there, doesn't he? And they're trapped and there's the thing and then the maggots come out. That what was you... a good scene when they were trying to, when, the you know, the doctor was like... Mowing through. No, no, no. Um, Sorry, I've gone back a bit here. You know her scene? She's like going down the shaft and it's like, wow, going really fast. And he managed to slow it down with the brigadier. And then it breaks. I enjoyed that scene. They do well with the fake lift thing i mean it's it's of its time but it's it's fine it's not yeah yeah i thought it was good i thought i like i was impressed by it uh, and yes the rowing like i was like where is the scoop what is going on and how is he rowing through it like but i appreciated it too i was like we'll go with it so what do you think of the maggots i mean when you saw they were maggots so we didn't see them for a while because they got an egg first didn't they uh well they come out that when the Jo- the doctor and Joe are trapped before they row. They all it all collapses, and then you see the maggots start to come out and go. No, you're right, you're right. And then they get an egg. Yeah, I mean, I actually thought they were quite cool. They look quite gruesome. I imagine they're just a hamper pit on the green screen. Are you a fan of maggots? Am I a fan of maggots? I feel like I've got quite a lot of experience with maggots through fishing. Oh, I didn't know you did fishing, Mark. I love discovering things about you. Well, like, when I was younger, I always used to go fishing. That's up there with Liverpool, by the way. Yeah, Liverpool and fishing. I used to, um, my dad always used to buy big things of maggots to go fishing with. So many a time I've got the hook and you'd like put it through it, put it through the maggot and it like bursts and yeah. <laughs> or a hand, you throw a handful of maggots out and um, I don't think I'd do that now. 
I could fish now, but I wouldn't want to because oh, it's horrible when you get the hook around the fish and you have to unhook unhook it around its mouth when you've you know all the hook gets in it too much. It was one of the boys' things that I wasn't allowed to do. So, like, I played football and cricket, but fishing. My dad was like, "You can't go fishing." One, I was really bad at it. I did it once, and I just kept getting the line stuck in the grass behind me. So I'd be like, "Whoop!" Stuck. <laughs> Nothing. So, and then my dad was just like, "You're not going fishing." So I never did it. So that the smell of maggots is a very distinct smell. So I, I do sympathise with Joe down there when you had the box of maggots. It does. They're in this sort of sawdusty stuff, and they you can get either pink ones or white ones. Uh, I think you can dye them different colours and stuff. I remember that smell. Really? Um, yeah. Oh, and but do you know what? Another one. You know, I don't like balloons. My other thing is fish with teeth. I hate fish with teeth. That is my fear. And the worst thing, a pike, like a pike is oh my god I, I couldn't do, I couldn't cope with the pike like my dad caught a pike once like massive he got it on the thing and oh my god it was horrible it had its you know big sort of teeth out the water they're like a big eel thing with teeth and oh and I saw one dead once at the side of a riverbank and it just it's very sort of dinosaur oh my god any kind of fish with teeth I think that's worse than balloons. Oh my god, that is the worst. That is the worst. I feel that. I feel that. I oh. can. I can take that. Yeah, yeah. Like even if it was like you know on the table in front of me, like a, a fish monk. Oh my god, I couldn't even look at it. A fish with teeth. Oh my god. Oh, uh, anyway, I'm gonna move on. <laughs> oh my god, can I tell a horrible story? Actually, yeah. <laughs> so this was uh, this happened to my brother actually. So in the school holidays, in like primary school. Um, he took home the school guinea pig, right, to look after in like the half term, you know, and it died. Um, and it had maggot, like it had literally had maggots coming out. <laughs> oh my God, what was wrong with it? I don't know, it must have died. Um, I don't know if you noticed, I don't know. Anyway, he took it over for the holidays and, didn't, and it didn't come back, unfortunately. Um, and sorry, everyone, can I just tell one other story related to that, which is even worse? Oh, I've been dying. Look, I need an excuse to tell this story, okay? So, again, the farm in my secondary school, right? Little farm, you know, you had like, we had like rabbits and stuff as well. And again. In your secondary school? Yeah, we had a little farm on our school. This has never come up before, Mark. You've okay. never told me that there was a farm on your, at your secondary school. Okay, well, it will And you about the, the, the animal next door in primary school. What was that animal? <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about anyway. That one of your neighbours, and it was a girl in your class, lived next door to a school. Oh, the potbelly pig, yeah. Anyway, sorry, everyone. Sorry, we will get back on track, but I need to tell the story because it, it's just come back into my head. So there was rabbits and stuff, uh, and people, again, took them home for like the Easter holidays for like two weeks or whatever to look after, right? And this girl, I, I don't know, I was in like, there's this girl in year eight, she was a couple of years younger, and she was going to take home the rabbit for school um, from school. It was all okayed. And then her mum said she couldn't, but she didn't sell that to the school. So she took the rabbit, but she didn't take it home. She put it in a locker and left it there for two weeks. Oh, poor rabbit. And there was a smell. When we came back from school, there was a smell coming from a locker. And I remember the tech teacher had to open up and she'd... Left the rabbit there for two weeks, and yeah. oh. so there's probably maggots there as well. 
probably. Oh, poor thing, trapped in a locker. Anyway, <laughs> back to the Green Death. <laughs> so uh, uh, you've got Elgin up there. He's he's the good one at Global Chemicals and sort of suspicious of everything. And people start to get um, brainwashed, don't they, with the headphones? and st- What do you think of Stevens as a villain? I think he's all right. He's not the villainous villain. Well, he is sort of controlled, isn't he? So he's not the one in charge. There's always a layer, isn't there? A bit like Tobias Vaughan or and the Cybermen or something like that. But um, I think he does quite well. He's got like a good sort of sinisterness to him. Yeah, yeah, he plays that really well. Um, I like the scene, the dinner party at the Nut Hutch. So you've got the Brigadier there and they're talking about like, eating the fungus. Um, and obviously Joe and Cliff are getting closer and they're talking about the app. That's where he talks about going to the Amazon and his plans and everything. And Joe is just really enthralled by it all and really want. And that's when you start to know, don't you? Because then the doctors get starts to get a little bit jealous there. That this is the point where because he's like, oh Joe, you should go to bed now and go to sleep. She's like, no, I'm going to stay up. And and there's all they almost kiss, don't they? The doctor and yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, not the doctor and Cliff. Sorry, the do- <laughs> Cliff and Joe. <laughs> I nearly said Doctor and Joe then. Yeah, I know. Doctor- <laughs> We just did every single combination there. Apart from the right one, yeah. He knows. I think he knows, doesn't he? Well, there's, it's quite funny because he sort of knows, but he's a little bit jealous of it, so he drags off Cliff, doesn't he? Mm, and he's like, oh, that, no. And that's another... Actually, this has got really good cliffhangers because then you've got the egg hatching and something coming towards Joe. It's a good pace of the story. There's not tons, actually, in the story. It's pollution, maggots. They've got to stop it. Fungus, but, that but came it, up a lot. But it didn't feel like six episodes. It didn't, because I think all of those extra characters and all those character moments. In episode four, we get proper units. So we see Benton and they want, obviously the Brigadier wants to blow up the mine. I don't know why he didn't, he, he didn't learn from the Solarians blowing stuff up. Uh, and I like when Yates comes in and he's the spy. Yes, I like that. Because to begin with, I was kind of like, oh, is Yates suddenly on the wrong side here? And then he's like, no, no, I'm with you guys. So I enjoyed that. The man on the inside. I like that. They could have done that in some other stories as well, actually. That, that's a good, do you know what I mean? That's, uh, that's a really clever way. Clever twist. What do you think of the doctor dressing up as the milkman and the cleaning lady? Oh, uh, the poor boy always taken very sick. Uh, something he ate, his mam said. Who are you then? Uh, me. Uh, oh, I'm his da. And, I mean, they told me I was too old to take over. They did, but I... I've been doing this milk round oh, 53 years, wet or fine, didn't I? I mean, we've not had dressing up doctors since the first episode, his first story, because he gets out of the hospital and he's constantly trying on other people's clothes, isn't he? And kind of like Patrick Charlton's. It reminded me of the one with the mermaid people. Underwater menace. And in the Highlanders, he dressed up as well a lot, didn't he? As the... Yeah, but it's not. It's nice to see the Doctor doing something different as well. He's got. It's a very good story for him. He's got everything in this. Yeah, he does. He's he's really good. He's on good form in this. I feel like this is this whole season and actually this story is like peak third Doctor. It's all been building to this. You've got all the unit. You know the unit people so well. So when Yates turns up, you're like, oh yes, you know, you know him so well. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. You know him so well. The Doctor and Joe's relationship and the even the Brigadier, he's the military side, but he's the friendly side as well in this. It's uh, it's just got every And then, yeah, the Doctor's got his action moments and he's been silly and dressing up as well. Uh, it's all there. And 
he drives the co-op milk cart thing. They smashed all that milk. Yeah. Um, um, (laughs) So here's another story, everybody. This is the main story. So when I was at the co-op, when I worked at the co-op, the green death happened in real life. What? So we were locking up on a Sunday, right? <laughs> like four o'clock on a Sunday. Oh, and this is Becky, who I was talking about last week. Oh, uh, yeah. Who you knew, didn't say that Becky story would come back. Who knew John Bowie, who had seen The Green Death. So she knew this story well uh, because it had been on TV. And we were walking up and down the pet aisle. And we were like, what is that smell? There's a really bad smell around here. And we were looking around and everything. And we found it on the bottom shelf, this like pet food had like gone off. It was like open or something. And I remember I seen that Becky opened up this box of like tin of like cat food and it had all gone green and there were maggots. And she, oh. she, screamed, and she screamed, she was like, it's the green death. It's the green death. Oh my God, it's the green death. And I was like, oh my God, it's the green death. <laughs> it, was green, it was green and had maggots. We we're like, oh my God, it happened in the co-op, the real life green death. So it can happen. But um, I'll never forget that. It was like, oh my God, the green, green death. Why is it you were maggots? You have so many maggot stories. <laughs> I didn't expect this many. Well, okay. I don't think we're going to get maggots again in Doctor Who. So I need to get all my maggot stories out <laughs> as we. <laughs> You've ruined it now, Mark. No more maggots. Oh, and then this is so then this is Joe. She goes off to get the maggot as well. So your typical. It's so funny. It's. <sighs> she wants to do. I don't know, she's trying to please Cliff, I suppose. She's trying to... Because she, she feels a bit useless, I think. And yeah, off she, she tells goes. Her off. Yeah. Uh, and she's been sort of ignored. So off she goes. She's got to get into trouble. She's It's her final story. She's got to get one more moment in like that. And then that's when Cliff gets injured as well. I'm, sk- I'm speeding up a bit through the story here. Uh, and then you've got that sort of race to find a cure to help Cliff. It does sort of speed up towards the end, so you know what's coming. You've got the maggots all coming out. Obviously, the explosions don't work. They find out that this fungus stuff works, so then you've got the Doctor and Benson going in Bessie, good use of Bessie again, throwing out the stuff, and you have the big fly at the end. So there's still stuff going, still new stuff happening right through as as it goes on. Um, And you know then that, well, you know Cliff's going to be all right, and he's got the green on him and everything. That was really frustrating because he, like, we knew that there was a cure. We spent about two episodes with him unconscious, Joe worrying. um, And we're like, the cure's just there. Like, come on, guys, just go, (laughs) go and look at what he was doing. Well, it's serendipity. Well, I'm more, I was more interested in that story than when the doctor goes to boss and it's the sort of mind control and he's trying to confuse the, um, the computer, because he's like, the next thing I say is true or the last thing I say is a lie or something like that, that sort of riddle thing he says. I wasn't really interested. I'm not really interested in the boss side of things. That doesn't... And it's not a visually interesting, that red circle with the line. There's nothing else there. I'm more... I just want to see the... You don't have to... You didn't really need the boss stuff there. No. And to be honest, I think it would have been more interesting if that Global Chemicals, what was his name? Stevens. Stevens was the baddie. Yeah. I think that itself would have been more interesting. We just didn't need Boss. 
And actually, he was the baddie behind it all and had all this power. I mean, he had friends in high places, got the prime minister to, you know, that would have been enough, I think. The boss element just kind of like, no, it didn't really have much. Yeah, it, did. it wasn't really, it was over very quickly, I think. He just sort of, it just sort of happened, didn't it? Um, so, yeah, that's the, and again, when I watched it when I was younger, that didn't interest me, that kind of stuff. Oh, I have to do a shout out. There is a helicopter that comes in to bomb the maggots. We haven't seen a helicopter for a while. No, we've not. Budgets have been cut on helicopters mm. in Doctor Who. Did you notice when there's a lot, whether where the Brigadier and Benson and that are looking out at the maggots, some of it's on film on location and some of it is blue screen? Yeah. Um, there seems to be a lot of maggots sometimes and then other times like a few. Well, I meant they're, they're in the studio with Bessie and that. They're not out on location. It's sort of cut in between. I don't. Did you notice that? For me, it's quite obvious. I don't know if I did. I don't okay. know if I did, actually. Maybe if I've watched... I mean, I've got so used to like the blurry blue screen now that mm. it's sort of... Yeah, I hadn't noticed that, actually. Okay. Um, and then, well, what I really want to come... Oh, well, actually, no, there's another bit that we haven't missed. Um, Yates gets dehypnotized when he gets hypnotized and he gets dehypnotized by the blue crystal he does get and then away. he uses the blue crystal yeah mm. to yeah, so, dehypnotize everyone else so it's nice that it wraps up from metabetes 3 that that stuff at the beginning wasn't actually a waste of time it ties into the story which is quite clever and then well and then we're really leading up to joe leaving and that final scene it's a very odd scene i mean cliff basically he's getting a wife and he's getting unlimited funding like, he's having a ball. He's having a great time. And I don't know, part of me wondered whether, because the doctor leaves and she knows he's left and she seemed quite sad and I didn't need to see her sad. I wanted her just to be happy in her choice that she'd made. You don't mind, do you? I'd even be able to turn you into a scientist. Don't go too far away, will you? And if you do, come back and see us sometime. Save me a piece of wedding cake. She sort of like looked off as in like, oh, he's gone. And she has that sort of, and, and Cliff's like, way, funding! <laughs> he's, having, he's having the best time of his life. He's had the best like two minutes ever. <laughs> it's It reminds me a little bit. It's like the end of the demons where they all have a bit of a dance because doesn't um, Benton and Nancy dance? And uh... <laughs> Yeah, yeah. And like people are like coming and they're dancing and there's booze brigadiers they're pouring out the prosecco or whatever you know it's really random and then we see the doctor riding off in Betty by himself which is why i was like this is definitely the end of season that wouldn't have happened oh it's a really nice moment it's really i i like it when um they all come in because you know joe was sort of going out with yates for a bit there's a bit where he's like we're engaged that his face just completely drops for like a second and he's oh Congratulations. It's just, it's so funny. If you watch his face, it's hilarious. Because I, I can't remember if it's the Brigadier of the Doctor says, never mind, old chaff, or something like that. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> no. Can't remember who it was. Something like that. They all love him. They're having a great party. They're having the fungus soup. <laughs> <laughs> that was an odd scene as well. Sorry, just going really far back now. I know we've just got to the end, but I'm going to go back to like the first episode. Um, when they all sit around and have that fungus and the brigadier, and it's like some really fancy evening meal that they're having in their house and the brigadier's there eating his fungus. 
And he's like, well, what snake was that? And he's like, actually, it's a fungus that I... uh." I really like that. I'd like to see more of the Nuthutch stuff. I mean, you could totally have Adventures of the Nuthutch. Oh, yeah, that could be a great spin-off. It shows how much we've come on. Because actually, this is our first sort of companion leaving. I mean, Liz didn't have anything. Okay, Jamie and Zoe were then before that, so they had a nice send-off. And then what would we have before? Like... You call it a nice send-off? Well, not nice, but at that time... Well, not that much time was given, really. And then what was that before? Victoria had a bit of a... a, You know... She had episodes leading up to her going. So we haven't really had anything since then. So, can I ask, so did Katie Manning want to leave? Yeah, she'd done done three years. Yeah. So she chose to go and that's... Yeah. Yeah. I wondered if it was like a, we're writing her out or... No, no, she. I think they were happy with that. I mean, she stayed for three. She's been one of the longest running companions we've had for a for a long time. She's up there with um, Jamie. Jamie. So, do are you? Do you think this is the right time for her to go now? Because yeah, I think so. Within the first like five ten minutes, it had set that up so well. I was like, this is what it is. Well, I've not even met Cliff yet, and I'm like, she's going to stay with him. I think you're right. This story does set up pretty much. It's about that as much as the maggots and the yeah. They're just stuff. they're just sort of like a side bet. But what was going to keep Joe here was going to be an Earth Doctor. Well, I guess she's given up working for Unit as well. Then yeah, she's going off married woman. I, I think it's good. It's up there with one of the best companion exits. I think because time because of that time that's given to it. She's such a fan favourite as well. Everybody loves it. Yeah, I think it's a really good Joe story. Mm-hmm. And like I said, Doctor, the Doctor isn't the lead in this story, but every scene that he's in, he's in his element mm-hmm. and he's peak. But he, this story isn't about him. It's about Joe leaving. It's good that everybody gets their moment. Like the Brigadier has enough and Benson and Yates have an appearance. It's Everyone just gets their bit. And it's nice, again, that... I love that that scene. Just, yeah, everybody together in a party at the end in Wales. Difficult Oscars coming up for the judging panel too. Yeah. <laughs> but what would you want? What do you want to see next? What do you want? Hmm. I know that's quite a difficult question. It is. I mean, I'm intrigued who his new companion's going to be. I'd like a pair again. I'd like like a boy and a girl or something like that. Jamie and what's her name? Zoe. Zoe were the last ones. And I think two works. I do think it like just allows for a bit more storytelling, a bit more exploration and less companion in love, which is what we kind of got with Joe here sometimes. What about unit? I don't think we'll have much unit. I think now Joe's gone. I think like if he's back on earth, maybe, which is kind of what's happened this season, but otherwise he's out with his companion. Uh, so I don't know whether he'll like pick someone up on his next adventure or whether it'll be someone from unit like assigned again I don't know okay well interesting we shall see and yeah it's going to be sad not to have Katie Manning uh, I, I just want to say as well oh, I was going to ask you you need to look up Katie Manning on Twitter and see her videos and stuff because she is going to be our opposite Annika Wills the pol- <laughs> Katie Manning is the polar opposite Annika Wills 
Well, that I like to hear. So I, yeah, you need to check her out on um, and just see it. or any videos or any of the stuff on the Blu-ray. I want to show you some of the stuff on the Blu-rays because it's really, really good. She's great, and she's always great to meet at events and things. I've got many, many a photo with Katie Manning, and she's always really, really lovely. Um, yeah, so. you have a lot of pictures with Katie Manning, actually. She's so nice, though. And she always wants to chat, and I said I've told her about the podcast. I told her about that, so. Yeah, of course you have. Yeah, so <laughs> no, uh, no, it's good. It's good. Yeah, um, I well, feel already that she's less exploitative than Annika Wells. So, oh, absolutely. Because Th- there's a difference between like not to bash on Annika Wells, but I'm going to bash on Annika Wells. Yes. <laughs> 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 there's a difference between like being engaged in a fandom. And all right, you know what? You make money from it, you do these things, but an actual engagement and like understanding and um, interest, which you know we've I've seen the odd things. You show me that like um, Gogglebox clip, one of the episodes that we just watched. It was literally like for two or three minutes, but even then, you can tell like she's genuinely interested in these stories. Whereas I just feel Annika Wells is like. How do I get my next paycheck from this? I'm going to keep talking about this because people pay me to talk about it. I'm going to write a book about it because I'll make money. Everyone pay £10 for my birthday. <laughs> Where you can ask questions, but I don't remember anything because I have no interest in it. Oh, God. Anyway, let's just change the subject. Right. On to season 11. On to season 11. Yes. Season 11. And Oscars. Yes. So we need to have a, we need to get together and sort out our Oscars for a week after next and get that sorted. um, I'll see if we can have it at the Nut Arch here, I think. See if we can do that. That'd be fun. Uh, But it's going to be very strong. Very strong. And of course, we've got the icon. Oh, and who is going to be the icon as well? Yeah, we need to have a think about how we're going to do that. So, um, yeah, lots to do. It's it feels like it's speeding up, doesn't it? Getting through these seasons. What um, what year are we in? In this seventy three four. So, green if it's chair, ten years, it started in sixty six. Seventy three. So, yeah. So the next uh, so season eleven starts in seventy three. And goes into 74. Yeah. Oh, so I tell you the title of the next story? Yeah, go for it. It's called The Time Warrior. Oh. I feel maybe a little bit historical. Mm. Not a historical like we know, but like maybe. I don't know. We haven't had that for a while. I'm excited. I'm really excited. I love season 11. I love season 10 and I love season 11. This is where I my third Doctor stuff is. Early, early on is great and I appreciate that, but it's sort of 10 and 11 is more what I, what I like. Yeah. Cool. Okay. Well, with that, we will see you all very soon for the Doskers and then on to season 11, like we said. But in the meantime, you can uh, follow us on Twitter and Instagram at 2WatchWho if you want to correct us on anything at all. That's <laughs> what it's there for. <laughs> no, because otherwise I don't know. I now know how to say drashing. <laughs> drashing. Drashings. 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 Drash. I don't know. Drashings. I got you. You're my source, love. I'm going to have to watch it again and just double check this. 
and to our coffee members, you will be receiving information about voting. Oh, yeah. You'll get that very soon. You might have already had that, actually, by the time you listen to this. So, um, yeah, we need to think of that. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, we'll see you next time. Yeah. Bye. 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 Two. Watch who.